Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Hey, hi, we're back. (laughs) We're back to Brave. We're back with guests today. Yes, we do have two awesome guests, two of my favorite co-writers in town, shall we say. Um, we've got Cheryl Stark Hello. and Mike Grayson. What? Thanks for being with us today, guys. Thanks for having us. So excited. We've had some fun conversations already today, haven't we? Yes. Could you put yes. your retainer back in? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to? Kind of. Yes. Do you guys? Let's take a vote. I mean, yeah, I think least... I think you need to share the joy that right. we've experienced. At least for a portion of this. Mm-hmm. Chrissy got a retainer, guys. Go ahead, Chrissy. I'll just leave it in for a minute. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about the ham breakfast down on the corner. So our family loves ham challenges. And we'll have to post about that. But yeah, there's a ham breakfast down the road on Saturday. Yes. That is one of the joys of Tennessee, for sure. Is you can drive around the corner and there's just a ham breakfast. Yes. Yes. What is a ham breakfast? Just a breakfast with ham? You have country ham, sugar-cured ham, fried ham. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. I know all about it. Yes. Do they have all no the biscuit? You can eat it by itself. You can throw it in eggs. I don't think eat I've ever grits. officially been to a ham breakfast. Though. Where are you from? Mississippi. Oh. Yes. So they have all kinds of ham. It's like a mm-hmm. ham buffet then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think never knew. We should just go some Sunday morning. Why don't we go Saturday? Saturday? Yes. Why don't we yes. just go Saturday? Sounds Let's like meet up great. at the Cowart Chapel. Cowless. Cowless. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Everything about this is incredible. <laughs> Mike is like, y'all just, just let me do know it. how it goes. Mike, you're coming. I'm We're coming come. to get I'm, you. I'm coming. Ham. No, you said ham challenge. Okay, earlier. so our family has a joke. Go ahead, you tell them. I don't even know where it started from, but we have a really started. big crazy family and so was it at christmas mm-hmm. at christmas all of a sudden we were so excited about the turkey my husband makes a bomb turkey that has like white wine in it and like mm-hmm. all this stuff inside and it's so good mm-hmm. we ate actually yeah. at christmas we ate every bite of that thing there was not one left over but anyway everyone was calling it turkey challenge okay i don't know why i think like eat as much turkey as you can so for easter we did a ham challenge only we made turkey Oh wait! Oh wait! Switch all that. I think we had ham at Christmas, and we had the turkey at Easter. I think. But we had the turkey. Well, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just whatever meat it is, you call it the ham challenge, right? Or the turkey challenge. Or the turkey challenge. So, anyways, our whole family on Easter Sunday this year. It was like the ice bucket challenge. For yeah. people who should never make videos and <laughs> That's a thing. I don't even think there really is a challenge. It's just the video of saying yes. it's, it's a ham challenge. That's all it. it is. Like, somebody should have been eating ham in the video at least. 
or turkey. There yeah. wasn't yeah, even anything, any kind of meat. Yeah. We'll just have to bring it back this year. Yeah. 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 It really Make needs video. to expand. So, all that to say... Um, happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. <laughs> but if you are a part of our family, you need to know there's multiple hams down on the corner on Saturday morning. <laughs> Save one for me. And <laughs> I'm taking out my retainer. And the retainer uh, is out. <laughs> Hope that was fun for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun for me. For sure. Yes. So, anyways. Ham challenges. We talked about retainers. It's been a great morning. It's been a really good Yeah, morning. bulletproof coffee. Oh, and, and Cheryl. Coffee yes. You were moved to tears by a latte. This yes. Let's talk Which about that It seems like a, a latte. Right. But it's not a. <laughs> it's just coffee. I'm going to stop. Oh my right God. There. Like, wow. How much longer can this I'm go? Like, go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, um, the drive out here is so beautiful. Yeah. Being a country girl, I literally almost cried on my way in. That's how like, I am about countryness. It's so green out here. <laughs> <laughs> Say countryness about countryness. <laughs> yes, yes, it's true. So yeah, well, I've got a wonderful coffee and yeah, the birds are singing. So it's a beautiful and morning. I'm pregnant, so I get a little emotional quickly. Yeah, <laughs> and we can't wait to hear what you're having next week. We will know in three days. Yes. Are you going to tell yeah. people? Because I can't wait. To yes, find out. we're going to okay. tell people. I, I thought I was a boy until like this week. So wow. now I don't. I don't know. Okay. As long as he's a healthy baby, we're. I'm we're just I'm voting boy. Okay. He um, take it take it. When we were in our last co-write, mm-hmm. it was the first time you ever felt to move. Yes. It was during worship song. So that's yes. pretty cool. Literally, like coming out of a moment of worship, and we had stopped to talk about a lyric. And then I looked at everybody in the room, which Mike, it was Mike and you, and I was like, I'm really sorry to interrupt, but baby is kicking for the first time. Chrissy got up, gives me a hug. Aww. But um, I, it was exciting to go, wow, like in the presence of God. Yeah. And then you said, that baby's got the spirit of John on it. And I was like, yes. And then it was just, <laughs> what? So it's awesome. Baby's been fluttering around Aww, since then. That's so, amazing. 21 weeks today. Wow. Yep. There's nothing like that feeling. Awesome. And you know what? This girl led seven Easter services. This what? Week. Yes. In yes, heels. She did. In heels. Wow. But I took my house shoes and wore them during the breaks. And her sweatpants. <laughs> That's and her right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Gotta think ahead, right? Yeah. It's a long day. Yeah. So yeah. Mike and I led five services on Sunday, but wow, you guys. Holy Spirit can get you through anything. Yeah. It was wow. great. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. Well, I want to hear just like a little bit about each of you personally, hmm. and then a little bit about what you're doing now. So, Mike, you, you go first. first. I've been talking a lot. I'm I'm not talking a lot because <laughs> I'm. I sound like I got a frog in my throat. Um, gosh, what do you want to know? Yeah, you just know, a little bit about so like your story, your family and your story, and yeah. I mean, everybody always wants to know how Mike's chair got its name, right? Oh gosh, you have to tell that one. Um, okay, so I'll do the quick. <laughs> I'll do the quick story. Yeah. Um, grew up with um, I have it's a family of six, so I have three other siblings. I'm I'm in the middle, the oldest boy though. Okay. So I say I'm the firstborn son, even though I was third in the row. <laughs> okay. Um, Sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, grew up in Florida, Orlando. 
And ever since I can remember, I wanted to like write music, play guitar. I mean, I remember I got my first guitar in fifth grade. It took me for I wanted to play saxophone. Mm. Until then, I don't know why, I but I just thought that, that was like the jam. <laughs> but I didn't play saxophone, play guitar, and I learned one chord and then started writing songs. Wow. <laughs> just What's yeah. Um, and then I remember writing some songs, recording it with a guy at church, giving it to my middle school Bible study leader, who at the time was the lead singer of Jars of Clay's mom. So Dan Hazelton. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's his mom. Yeah. I gave her a little tape just because I wanted her to hear it. <laughs> and she played it for Dan. And this was kind of the era where, like, Hanson was a thing. Right. You remember? Yeah. I looked like one of the Hanson brothers. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I can see that is funny. I did. Um, such a tomboy. Well, I, anyways, he heard something. <laughs> in the, the summer between my seventh and eighth grade year, I actually came up to Nashville and Dan and a couple of the guys from Jars of Clay were like my band and we recorded some songs and it was like mind blowing. I mean, I was like 12 years old, you know. Mm. Did you give him a cassette tape? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. It was you a did. cassette tape. Yeah. And um, I remember leaving Nashville then mm-hmm. and like feeling like I was leaving home. Hmm. Like after that week, it just it felt very, very strange. Um, but, you know. That was eighth grade, went through high school. I just knew I was supposed to come back to Nashville. Mm -hmm. And that whole time, I was leading worship from fifth grade in the youth group and loving just leading. And and honestly, because of that whole experience um, with the industry, quote unquote, Uh um, by the time I graduated high school, I was kind of over it. You know what I mean? Because I felt like there was just a lot of empty promises and your hopes right. get up and then nothing happens. Just the typical and stuff. The typical that stuff. To everybody. But imagine doing that at 12, 13, yeah, 14. So young you know? to learn that. Yeah. Um, but so by the time I graduated, I only applied to Belmont because I, I knew that's where I want to go to school. I want to go back to Nashville. But all I wanted to do was lead worship. I was like, I just want to get plugged into the church and I don't really want to do the artist thing or anything like that. And then sure enough, two weeks into my freshman year, somehow got in this band called Mike's Chair that ended up taking 13 years of my life after that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Cheapers. Yeah. But, uh, and, and Mike's Chair, it was literally a chair that one of the guys got because I would always just sit on the floor in the dorm room because I was the only guy who lived on a different floor from the other guys. So they got me a chair so that I'd have a place to sit. It's not spiritual at all. <laughs> People used to come up at shows and like give me this huge like rundown of like the throne room and the throne and all this stuff. And I was like, I wish it was that, but it's not. It's, it's literally just a wooden folding <laughs> chair with my name on it. That it was either that or the other name. We were we were going in this showcase at Belmont, and we had to pick a name, and it was between Mike's chair. And firstborn sons. Because we were all firstborn sons. Oh, yeah, you were. That's <laughs> oh, not a bad name, though. I don't know. I think they're both bad. But <laughs> Anyways, Mike's chair followed me. Decisions you make when you're 18. Yeah. And if you knew at 34, you'd still be talking about them. You know? <laughs> that was, that's <laughs> crazy. hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, so did, did the band thing for a long time. And um, was really blessed to travel a lot and 
you know, and yeah. um, just get to experience a lot of different worship environments. And it was kind of, I kind of see it now as training for the job I'm in now. Right. Which, you know, I'm full-time at our church, Cross Point here in Nashville, and mm-hmm. um, kind of help run music production, kind of the songwriting culture. <laughs> And I think being able to see all those different environments and just different denominations and the way they do things and kind of pulling kind of the good from all of it Mm -hmm. um, and being able to bring it into what Cheryl and I do, which is just kind of help, you know, lead the worship leaders, lead the the teams, which our team is over 300 volunteers at Crosspoint. So it's, it's a huge, it's a huge group of, of people and, um, and yeah, it's, I, I love doing what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I have two, two babies at home and, mm-hmm. um, get to write a lot, uh, which is awesome mm-hmm. and just get to lead worship and help other people. So. Yeah. yeah. And your wife's a writer too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Molly, Molly's Molly. Yeah. She's, she's a boss. She's way more of like, um, <laughs> she writes country, Christian pop. I mean, she's, she's a lot more versatile than I am. Hmm. I kind of decided a long time ago, I'm I'm a Christian worship writer. Yeah. <laughs> to where even now I I tell my publisher if it's not worship, like I'm not not in not, not in it. Yeah. Because I do. I think some people you have to find kind of what gets you excited. You know. Right. Whereas yeah, where your niche is. for Molly, for her, it's kind of keeping it mixed up. Mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. It's awesome. How about you, Cheryl? Like, that was so good. That was so that good. That was so good. You just went right through life. I just I tried. Like as I awesome. look at my life from where I was raised to now, it's a bunch of winding roads that lead to dead ends and then turnarounds and then come back. And So mine's not quite as eloquent, but mm. we'll go for it. So I'm originally from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby of three girls, not a firstborn, but there's seven and 16 years between me and my sisters. So there is a little bit of like, you're the baby and, and there was almost like this only child mentality. Hmm. So I was, I was destined for greatness right out of the gate. Right. You know? <laughs> no pressure. No, not spoiled, not, you know, entitled at all. No. Um, my father passed away when I was 12. So it kind of threw oh. a, a wrench in the, in the, in the mix. And, um, so my mom raised me through junior high and high school and I knew from an early age that music was what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I was also really heavy into sports And um, I ended up, as a senior in high school, trying to decide if I wanted to go to the University of Southern Mississippi and play soccer Mm -hmm. or go to Belmont University if I got accepted into the music program. And I would walk on to play basketball. Um, And I got in at Belmont, and I walked onto the basketball team, and then three weeks later, I walked off. I literally scored scored a three-pointer on our top recruit and was like... Coach, I think I'm quitting today. <laughs> like, Are you that was serious? it. Yeah. No way. <clears throat> but the funny thing is, is I played intramurals through college. Mm-hmm. Um, and also growing up, nobody in my family was really musical. If my oldest sister was here. She'd be like, you saw me singing in talent shows. So she's like, I'd like to think that I take the credit for Cheryl's musical ability. But, um, you know, I would just stand by my mom in church and hear her sing. But she's very shy. She would never get on yeah. platform or a microphone and my dad um couldn't sing but he could he could cut a rug he was quite the dancer so um <laughs> I know he was he was hilarious but um so yeah I didn't really have any kind of that musical upbringing we didn't really have a choir in in our little church for yeah. like the youth right um but I did end up the last couple of years of high school joining um 
this youth choir, youth band at a Methodist church nearby because all my friends went there. Um, And then right before I went to Belmont, I joined a funk band in which I got to sing like a lot of funk music, but also kind of got into Gloria Gaynor, Donna Summers. So I grew up singing gospel and country, Mm -hmm. and that kind of got me into a whole different genre of music. So I come to Belmont, play a little basketball. I ended up playing intramurals like all through college, which is how I met my husband at a pickup game of basketball. Um, I met him my freshman year. And then we didn't see each other until um, five years later. And then we were married two years later. Wow. But, um, so yeah, I came to Belmont. Sports was everything. And musically, I sang a lot of soul music. I joined a, mm-hmm. a Motown band that was like the house band at BB King's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, that was kind of my thing. Every weekend, I would be out on the road with these guys who were 20, 30, 40 years older than me that have played with artists like Stevie Wonder and Bonnie Raitt. And here I am, this... 17-year-old girl trying to sing Aretha Franklin, you know? Mm. So I had big shoes to fill, but um, so I sang a lot of soul music and through college, a lot of background vocals. And then my fifth year of college, I was like, listen, I know I came to Nashville to pursue country music. I need to really try try my hand at songwriting Mm -hmm. because I wasn't much of a songwriter until kind of my fifth year of college. And um, so I graduated five years later in 2010 and I got my first publishing deal two years later with Sony ATV, mm-hmm. in which they signed me to a development deal as a writer and as an artist, and was with them for three years, put out an EP, um, and toured a lot as a country artist, opened for some incredible acts, mm-hmm. the Vampiri, Winona, Sarah Evans, um, Lee Bryce, Brooks and Dunn, I mean, people I grew up kind of idolizing in the country world. I was getting to open up with them. And um, my new husband was playing guitar and we're like driving around the middle of Texas in a rental car, just looking at each other like, what is this life that we've been given? Um, But also right out of, out of uh, college, I accepted a job as a worship director at a church East of Nashville. And Mm -hmm. Um, I had always loved kind of leading worship as just being the girl that shows up and singing a song. And um, our worship leader had left at the time. And so I kind of came in thinking, okay, this will be like a temporary thing. I'm thinking maybe I'll be here six months to a year until they find somebody who is more equipped, right? Because God's always putting us in situations we don't quite feel ready for. But I literally, I was getting on the road one day and heard God say, just trust me. Like, I know you I know you don't feel equipped for this, but I want to teach you so much. <clears throat> and so I was the worship uh, director out there for about four years. So about two years longer than I thought I would be. And um, it was awesome. And I really just, I learned a lot about the presence of God, mm-hmm. um, music, how it how it can be as an avenue to His presence and mm-hmm. Um, just really loved that and thought, okay, this, I always want to be leading worship no matter if my country career takes off or I go on the road singing background vocals. I always want to be serving in my church in this capacity, like mm-hmm. no matter what it looks like. And then, um, my time had kind of come to an end. Touring had gotten really heavy in the country world for me mm-hmm. and, um, just felt like the Lord was kind of like, okay, now's the time to move on. And, um, I actually went to cross point the first three weeks out of this huge curiosity of like okay, what is this church all about? What is the fuss all about? You know, Crosspoint's cool. Crosspoint's got this, you know, big stair, uh, 
reputation and all the players I would get to play at my church were like, I can't, I'm playing at Crosspoint. And I'm like, okay, let's just go check it out. Well, three weeks in, my husband and I, we, we really loved it and thought this is the church for us. And I remember we were probably in the fifth row from the stage at the downtown campus. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, wouldn't it be really cool to like be a part of the worship team here? Like maybe one day we'll get to do that. And um, gosh, that's been five five years now, five and a half years. And um, I started working at the church in 2017 full-time, and now I'm part-time mm-hmm. um, as the artist-in-residence, which is crazy. Um, I don't really write a lot of country music anymore. I felt like when I was in my deal with Sony, I couldn't write a love song. I was like only writing like these angry country girl songs, and then I kind of hit a season where I could write a love song. And then the last couple of years, as things have been transitioning for me, I said, Lord, I just, I want to make it about the music. So whatever Mm -hmm. you give me in the writing room will be kind of the path I take. And it's, it's really just, he's been filling the writing space with worship and it feels really natural. It's kind of like you, Mike, Mm -hmm. when you were like, I don't, you know, you've got it for you. It was just Christian and worship. So um, I can still come in and a co-write and write country. It's easy. It's kind of like something I've always known. But um, the Lord is really doing some amazing things. And um, I think that sometimes He takes you through seasons of high hopes. and mm-hmm. then. But He's always with you even when those things don't work out the way you think they will. Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning in this last year is literally sometimes it takes old dreams dying off to for God to birth new things. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm not anxious about it. Like I'm really Mm. open hands, like, okay, Lord, I've gotten it so wrong up until now. I thought I'd be headlining my own country concert. I thought, you know, this, this and that. And, and now I'm kind of, people are like, what's the plan? And I'm like, just running after the Lord, like literally just trusting him every day. And it's not a cop out. Like it's an active surrender to, Mm -hmm. to self and, um, and I just enjoy being in his presence so much, mm-hmm. especially in a writing space. <coughs> yeah. So, yeah, I get to work at Crosspoint now, which is, um, I kind of pinch myself because I remember the girl five rows back going, wouldn't it be cool to be a part of this worship team? And now I get an opportunity to pour into the worship leaders on our team and a lot of our volunteers and um, help kind of with, okay, what does it look like to... Um, grow a songwriting community mm-hmm. in the in the middle of Nashville, Tennessee, at a church. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And um, it literally is like, okay, God, you're just going to have to give us the give us the ideas because if we do it in our yeah. own accord, it's gonna it, it'll all mess up. It'll all be wrong. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, Mike is my boss technically. He is my boss, but he's also my brother. So <clears throat> it's a fun it's a fun workspace. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Tell us a little more about Crosspoint. Like, what's happening now? Like. Your team, new releases, because you guys are releasing music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gosh, I think we have to back up a little bit. I mean, how long ago was it now? Two, three years ago? Two. Two. two when, when Pete left? 2016. So 2016 September. was a massive... I mean, Crosspoint <laughs> had been in church for, you know, going on 15 years. Uh-huh. And just, I mean, on a Sunday, out of the blue, our lead pastor was like, hey, I'm... I'm stepping down. Peace out. Um, and it was a really quick, really, um, yeah, it, it was kind of like, what is going to happen here? You know? Yeah. And I will say the cool thing for us as a church is 
it really took us back to a lot of basics. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're back to complete dependence on the Lord, you know, which you would think Mm -hmm. as a church, you should be there all the time, but we all know we're human. You know what I mean? And you start to, you start to believe your own hype and you start to believe like, Oh, we got this. We got church figured out, you know? And then all of a sudden something (laughs) happens and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, what, what do we do Lord? You know? And so we went for almost about a year, um, without a lead pastor. And this was right, right in that time is when I actually accepted the job to be full-time at Crosspoint. Mm-hmm. I remember praying like, Lord, we don't even have, I don't even know who the next pastor is. How am I going to walk away? Because I, I, I walked away from a record deal. I walked away from, mm-hmm. you know, things that you normally don't walk away from to go, you know, take over a job Ministry. at a church that doesn't have a pastor. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but is, this is this is a, the, the weekend that I met you. Yep. The week that I met you in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, so me, Chrissy, and Zach Kale, who we've written a we bunch of songs Zach. together since, and mm-hmm. um, I remember talking to Zach that weekend, and I was, I remember kind of talking to people, because I was, I was making the decision then, mm. and he said, he's like, man, I don't know, but I sent, I sent somebody a video at your church of this guy that you guys need to hire, and I was like, oh, really? And the whole time he was like, man, if this guy comes up, like I'm telling you, it's going to be a game changer. Like I'm going to want to come over. And he just kept, <laughs> and I was like, what's this guy's name? And he's like, well, his name is Kevin, Kevin Queen. And I was like, well, geez, by the end of that week, I was sitting there going, gosh, I hope it's this guy, yeah. you know? And I, w- I remember going back to, to my now boss and I just wrote Queen on a piece of paper and I slid it over to him and I was like, is this our next pastor? And his eyes got really big. Because at the time, they were, like, in very early conversations mm-hmm. with him. Right. And he was just, like, you know, really big-eyed and was like, I think he might be. And that, for me, was, like, such confirmation wow. of just, like, all right, let's do this, you know? <clears throat> and honestly, with with Kevin coming in, um, I mean, one of, the, one of the things that you learn when you lose a lead pastor is... Your church can't be about people. Mm-hmm. When we make it about a person, right. when that person it's leaves, yeah. what do you have? You know. Right. So our church now is definitely not about a person. It's not about Kevin Queen. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, when he showed up, the <clears throat> spiritual intensity of our whole church. Mm-hmm. I, I say That's he's say he's it. like the hot yoga of <laughs> spiritual intensity. Like he is just <laughs> he is he's just. To the point that all of us on staff sometimes are like, I don't know if I can keep up. Like, he is just, I mean, when he came in, it was just, I mean, prayer, It's as basic as prayer, was like brought back into our church in Mm -hmm. ways that we hadn't experienced, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, To where now it's like our our things, we pray first. Like, no matter what the decision is, we pray first. Um, To, gosh, our worship culture, it would Mm -hmm. not be where it is now without, I mean, he is off in the side. He's like five foot two jumping up and down, you know, singing in the girls. He's literally trying to sing soprano the whole time. Yes. It's awesome. Um, He's passionate about that. Oh, he's just, he's a worshiper team for sure. Yeah. And so I think with that, you know, the Lord is just, I mean, and his whole thing is, you know, he, he is, he believes revival, you yeah. know, revival is coming, that it's starting, that it's happening here in Nashville. And, um, he believes that revival is marked by songs. Mm-hmm. So like, as, as the Lord gives us songs, that that is, that is a mark that is, 
kind of a step in revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a great Whoa. point of view for a pastor. To yeah. Have, so like, for him, importance of song. Yeah. yeah. So for him, he's kind of like, what's the next what's song? Next? What's the next song? What's the next song? Whereas I think in previous years, it was just like, we're church. Every church is doing music. So we'll do, we'll music. do music, you know, whereas now it's like, <coughs> we are writing from a, we are writing from, um, both, I think, out of a place of response to what God is yeah. doing mm-hmm. and kind of like prophetic of like what, yeah, what, what he's coming. going to do, yes. what's coming, what's you know? Coming next. And so it is fun to have like, because now we're, we're starting to get like a bank of songs. Yeah. And as we meet with Kevin every week and he's kind of talking about a series or what he's talking about that weekend, you know, it's like, dude, we, we have, have a song. Like, yeah. you know, and this yeah. weekend's a great example. We're playing a new, um, a new original that. Chrissy, you were a part of, and Cheryl was a part of, and um, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been a really, it's been a really cool season to where we're writing songs, not for the world, we're writing songs for our church, right? and um, I mean, we believe if God wants to take it to the world, he will, yeah. but that's not the goal, the goal yeah. is to put, to put words on the lips of our people that we need to be singing. Mm-hmm. But as we sing them, we find that people from all over the world are messaging us or because they're tuning in on a Sunday or they got ear of the EP that we released last month. And they're like, these songs are not just for your church. Mm. We kind of accept it humbly and just go, wow, like God can take this from from this to to so much farther. It's been awesome to see how far far it's reached without a label without any help from the industry at all basically right yeah i mean one of one of the singles hit i think it was number five on itunes yeah with the holy ep yeah yeah the holy ep yeah yeah just crazy it really is crazy what's amazing but what i was going to add to what mike said is so i think he said we're writing these songs out of a response and for our church Mm -hmm. but i think what's happening too is we're writing songs out of this expectancy that i don't know if i had even ever experienced it before Hmm. um in the last couple years maybe even before kevin got here Mm -hmm. because mike mentioned he is like he is a revivalist and i don't know about you but growing up in the south when you go to revival it's like you know, and and I think it's been amazing. Our team and our staff has been like, well, what does revival look like to you? Hmm. Because the answer is it's not going to look the exact same to everyone. Revival could be um, a marriage that was doomed for failure is now restored. It could be my sister had cancer and she's completely healed. Um, I mean, my sister right now is carrying a, a child in her womb that, Um, the doctor said had 0% chance of being birthed. And Mm -hmm. now she's, um, because of a lot of complications and the baby is like completely healed in her womb and she's birthing her in like eight weeks. Wow! And so that is a a glimpse of revival. And so we're, we're, we're able to kind of write these songs out of places of expectancy Mm -hmm. and desperation for God to move Mm -hmm. that I don't know if we could have even done that a couple years ago, mm. I don't, I know for me personally, I think I've, I've had a cap on what God can do. And I think really walking into this, no, anything really is possible mm-hmm. because the Lord, the Lord wants to pour himself out. He just wants to know who is available. Mm. And so, um, we've just seen some crazy re- like prayer requests answered and mm-hmm. miracles happen in our church. And <coughs> 
we're seeing our people worship out of a place of desperation. Hmm. And it, that can't be man-made. It makes a big difference. You know, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, revival is not hellfire and brimstone like I always <laughs> thought. It's literally a move of the Holy Spirit and and always kind of being available yeah. to it and um, believing that God is who He says He is. Mm-hmm. Um, and He's the ultimate creator, right? So when we write songs, we're like, Lord, what do you want to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want to say to your people? And I think, Chrissy, you said it in a right. Let's just sing. Let's just join in with what the angels are already singing. And just even getting in that mind space before a songwriting session, it, it just helps to rid you of, well, mm-hmm. I came in and I want to sing about this today. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like, God, just open us up to mm-hmm. what you want to, to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's with that kind of openness that we're writing these songs. And mm-hmm. that's a cool thing to be a part of, especially when you've that's been writing really country cool. songs for five years. And you're like, oh. I need a cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're writing for Luke Bryan today. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. It's a different... Yeah. It takes all the pressure off. Mm-hmm. It's a different focus. Yeah. It is a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. It's beautiful to see what God's doing. Mm-hmm. And um, we're cheering you on. Woo! Come and, on. Okay, so Come if on. people want to connect with your church and with your music, how can they best do that? You can go to crosspoint.tv slash music and get all of the songs we've got videos we've got tutorials even for like guitar players mm-hmm. charts lyrics um so that people can grab them personally or corporately for their church um you can follow us on instagram at crosspoint dot tv music. music that's right yeah. yes yes i always get confused <laughs> with like the dots and the underscores yes crosspoint.tv music okay and that's kind of a new new thing we're branching out this year with instagram YouTube videos. What else? Yeah, or something? just crosspoint.tv for the, the church Everything. as a whole. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's it. Wow. It's so cool to it's see so what crazy. God's doing. And I love that you guys are chasing after revival. My heart is totally for that, too. And it's, it's just inspiring to the city, not just to your church, but right. like literally to the city. And there's a lot going on in the city. And you guys are a big part of what's happening. It's crazy. Um, so thank you guys for all you're doing, not just for the people in your in your vicinity, but for the town. Hmm. So we appreciate you guys. Use us, Lord. We're cheering, <laughs> we're cheering you Lord. on. Yes. We're cheering you on. Thank you so much. Walking beside you and so thankful for you. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Brothers guys. and sisters. That's right. That's right. And it's time breakfast. for another teary latte, I feel like. Right <laughs> Yes. I need another one of these. What is Steamers? this? Steamer. Oh, yeah, we, we gave yeah Mike Mike's got his low voice on today for the podcast. Yeah. He, he brought it in. My sultry voice. <laughs> <laughs> so more people will listen. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Okay, well, Mary Beth, tell us all the other things we need to remember. Yeah, make sure remember. you connect with us at braveworship.com, Instagram Brave Worship, Facebook Brave Worship, Brave Worship Community, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. 
Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation, You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.